0: Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm Rita Pirat, the host of the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell-it-like-you-need-to-hear-it-and-make-you-do-it sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Every Everything happens for you, not to you. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for spending your time with me. And today I have an amazing guest. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this recording I have the one and only Nicole Moore on with me. She is a celebrity love and relationship coach, and she's the host of the Love Works podcast. And she even has an oracle deck that's called Love Answers. And she's maybe stick around to find out if she's going to pull a card for you today. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, me too. You look so cute. I love you in pink and your glasses. You're adorable. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my gosh. So tell me, I'm so excited to hear your story. Like how does one come to be a celebrity love and relationship coach? Like what? How? (laughs) Talk to me, girl.
1: Well, okay. So I've been doing love coaching for the past almost 10 years. So when I first started off, I was I got certified as a life coach and then I transitioned to being a love coach. So I will say like I coached like, let's just say normal women for years and years and years. Um, but I always like had a vision for my company and I always felt like my my business was a celebrity brand, even when I just was like sitting in my apartment with no clients. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I kind of always like had the vision of where I wanted to go. But then, you know, within the past few years, I just started putting myself in places where, you know, celebs would be at, at gifting suites for different events. And I had, I, one time I had somebody who was on a TV show just come up to me at an event and be like, I was looking for a love coach, you know? So it kind of like, it snowballed from there and then I just kind of found myself like really in the reality world which is fun because I love watching like reality dating shows so kind of like one piece led to another fueled by my vision of course but then like you know that's how it always happens right you have the vision of what you want and then the universe also brings you people and then it kind of like it flows so Um, and celebrities are no different than normal people. However, sometimes their problems are more magnified or they actually feel like it's harder, you know, (laughs) to date. I know most people think dating is hard, so I'm not, I'm not going to take that away from you, but like, trust me, celebs think, think it's even harder for whatever reason, you know? So, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. So every single kind of woman that you can imagine, I have worked with, helped, found love. I don't believe the excuses anymore. If you tell me the reason why I can't find love, I will listen to you. I will have
0: compassion for you, but I will not believe that reason. Oh my gosh. I love everything you just said. I'm so excited. I'm like jotting notes down. I'm like writing things down that you ended up saying afterwards, I was like, "Ah, I just wrote that down. Like when you said you had this vision, I was like, she had this vision of having celebrities as her clients. Like it's a celebrity brand, celebrity company. Um, And then you basically put yourself in that environment and then the right people came along. And then you said you had the vision of what you want, then the universe provides. It's literally what I preach on this podcast. So I love that you said that. And you basically created your own reality because this is the vision that you had for yourself. Yeah. And holy shit, <laughs> yeah. I can relate, girl. Like, I have that vision too. I see my, I'm like the female Tony Robbins, the little mm-hmm. five foot two woo woo version. And I see myself on stages and teaching and coaching and all of that and just traveling the freaking world. And that's probably why I've never settled because I'm not, I'm not meant to be married and have kids and and live this life. Not that there's anything wrong with it. And maybe one day I will, but I, my intuition, my, my inner being just has always sabotaged the hell out of anything that got serious. Like even the guy that I manifested at the 10X growth conference, like he wanted to be my boyfriend right away. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You know, like what, what is wrong with you, Rita? Perfectly amazing, wonderful man that you manifested. And you're saying, no, like, what are you even doing? But yeah. So I love The fact that you totally had this vision and it started to fall into place. So I'm curious, what are some of the reasons that you get from the celebrity clients or all the women, all walks of life? Like, what are the reasons that they say they can't find love? I'm so curious. Oh, I mean, for a celebrity,
1: it's like if they're single and they're in the public eye, it's hard to like people either have a perception of them based on like they're on a TV show or their Instagram and that they like or people want something from them. So it's hard to tell who's genuine or like it's just hard to have media commenting like on on your relationship. So it's like the the difficulties of finding, I would say, a real one. um, And and there's a lot of insecurity around how they look. Um, So like people think celebrities feel good about how they look because they're like perfect no <laughs> like you're you're in under a magnifying glass um but in terms of like everyday women I mean I I literally have heard everything so I can't find somebody because of where I live I can't find somebody because of how I look I can't find somebody because I live at home with my parents and I'm not settled in my career entrepreneur women for some reason would make up this like I can't find somebody until my business is going really well like only entrepreneur women that <laughs> I, it's my it's my race. It's anything and everything. It's because of my past. Like a lot of people are like, well, it hasn't happened yet. I've been trying for so long. I'm not getting any matches. I mean, I always say this. Like this is what people do in their love life. They will make their own little limiting beliefs very precious. It's like, okay, no, my friend over there who's 41 and has had three divorces. I believe she can find love, but me, my reason is very precious to me. Like it's Uh, real. And like, so we'll, 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 we kind of like get stuck on whatever it is. Like we think is the reason why we're single. And then of course, life experience seems to prove that to us. But really what I always say to people is like, okay, even if you had three bad relationships and they all did the same thing to you, that's such a small amount of people compared to the available universe of experiences. But in our love life, people tend to think this is the way it is. It's never going to get better. And so we stay stuck on our reasons. And we do that because it feels safer to know the reason why we don't have love. So in our love life, people really don't like uncertainty. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know if the guy's going to call me back. We don't like uncertainty. So we will In that little place instead of just saying i don't know i don't know we'll make up whatever reason feels the most familiar to us and so to let go of that and say it's not my age i can find love for for instance you really have to risk you really have to be so vulnerable you know so that's part of what i help people do is like just like flipping the beliefs and and getting to the place where they think no i can have it i will have it it's here oh my god it's amazing nicole you were right
0: <laughs> like- oh my gosh dude yes so much yes to everything you just shared i'm like everything you're saying like how you said that you help them flip the beliefs like i help my clients flip their beliefs in everything, like even, even love too. But more often than not, I'm trying to get them to leave a relationship, not find one. (laughs) I'm like, girl, love yourself. You got to get in a relationship with yourself first before you can go and manifest love or be with anybody else. But we do, you hit, you hit this like in a, in a different way, but you hit it. Nonetheless, we look for evidence to prove ourselves Right. To Mm -hmm. that little precious, that precious limiting belief that you mentioned, we are constantly scanning the environment, seeking proof that we are right to believe what we believe.
1: Yeah. Because that
0: keeps us in our comfort zone.
1: Yeah. And it hurts. Like, this is the thing I feel for everyone because I have, when you work in the area of love and relationships, you are literally holding people's most precious thing, their heart, in your hands Mm. for a period time and you're saying okay i get i see you you've been through this and i want you to believe something different but it's like it hurts like it, And even like a lot of women will do this where it's like if they've been single for a really long time, then it's like they it's like there's this feeling always of like, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, there's something wrong, you know. And so then if you find somebody and then it, that doesn't work out and you thought it was your knight in shining armor, that could be really scary, too. You know, so most people in love, I always say they're not people will say with their words they want love, but their energy is I don't want to be hurt. And those are two very different energy states, it's like kind of like with money, I wanna be wealthy versus like, I'm terrified I'm gonna be broke, right? Like they're very different energy states. And so people have to move as much as possible to the place of, I want love even though I am scared. Not, I want to protect myself because you know people, you know, I, I always say this, if you're, if you try to protect yourself, you attract in the bad guys. Like that's when you have to be afraid. If you have a, I don't want anyone to hurt me. My walls are up kind of vibe. You tend to attract in the boundary busters, the bad guys,
0: the ones who, Oh my God. Are so true. Hate, right. So true. So true. So the thing, oh my gosh, so many things. So when you're like, oh, there's something wrong with me, like we have programmed that belief, like, oh, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me and no one will love me and I'm not lovable. That's a limiting belief. And that comes from childhood usually. And then when we're, I, I, this was me before I seriously was afraid of getting hurt because of my childhood experience around love and relationships, seeing um, my, say for example, my high school boyfriend, his mom would take me on these like secret missions to try to catch her husband cheating on her. And then we caught him. Like we were literally camped out in front of like his work and just waiting for him to leave. We had a disposable freaking Kodak camera. We followed him to where he was going like crazy as a 16 year old, this traumatized me and I didn't even know it. And so I had this like subconscious fear of I'm going to get cheated on. I'm going to get lied to. This is definitely going to happen. It's inevitable. So I'm never getting married. So I programmed myself this way. And then when it came down to it, going, you know, on dates and whatever, having that fear, having that energy, you mentioned energy, which I love because I'm all about energy. I'm all about vibration. There are no coincidences why you and I freaking connected on Clubhouse. Oh my God. And I knew it. Like, as soon as I heard your voice, I was like, that is my tribe. That is my girl. Like, we are going to be friends. And then you turn out to live in LA. Like, what? But yeah, the fear of getting hurt is why I self sabotage like a crazy person I would find something good. It would be good. And then I would start thinking these thoughts of I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get lied to. I'm going to get cheated on. And then those those behaviors would show up or those types of guys would show up. And that is what I attracted. So whatever you believe, whatever you feel, the energy you're vibrating, that is what you are attracting. And then when you're trying to protect yourself and not be in a relationship out of fear of getting hurt, you end up hurt anyway because you're alone. And yeah. you want something and you won't let yourself, yourself have something. So, are you going to be hurt by not taking a risk for being loved and being in love? Or are you going to hurt by just staying alone? Either way, like which one is the safer bet? Like trying. Why not? Right? Yeah.
1: Well, to, to bet a lot of people, don't, you know, I had to create one a podcast episode that was specific. It's called fuck this shit. And it's like, I made it specifically <laughs> to help women who are like, because I love you. Some people will do right. Well, well, they, they will see the thing about if you're single, if you're single, because you're, there's different reasons where people are single. None of them are because there's something wrong with you. It's only ever, I am holding patterns that are not helpful for the goal of being in a relationship. Like that's it. It's not your, there's something wrong. Everybody has bad patterns, right? Like I have a bad pattern of going on social media too much or whatever it is. Like we all have bad patterns. It doesn't make you a bad human. If you have a I didn't I didn't want to use the word bad. If you have a pattern that's not working for you in your love life, it's just that it's you know a pattern. So some people have a pattern of not being in a relationship because they're protecting themselves mm-hmm. from pain. But what happens is if you're like a driven entrepreneur or you're a busy person, it's very easy. You get satisfaction and love and joy from other areas. You get a client, you get featured in the media, you make a deal, whatever, and you get satisfaction. And so people who are single and they're protecting themselves, but they don't want to be, they only feel the pain in certain moments. It's a holiday and I feel really bad during the holidays, but then I get over it and it's New Year's and that. So, so the, the issue is sometimes those people are not present to the pain enough to make a real change. Right. So I made a whole, Ooh, podcast from that like, was good. This cool. Wait, 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 go back. See that <laughs> one more time for the people in the back Some people. This is only if you're, so by the way, I'm not a fan of one size all fits love advice for this reason, because it's not, everybody does not have the same challenge or pattern or whatever. So it's not the same advice for everybody. So if this would be more of like the ice queen energy where you, you're very mysterious and people like are obsessed with you, but you have a wall up. And so you attract the creeps. Why? Because the only person who's gonna who's gonna come to you is gonna be the one who's like, I don't care about your boundary, I'm gonna bust it anyway. This is why you end up attracting those guys anyway, but or women anyway. So if you're protecting yourself from being in a relationship due to fear of being hurt, you don't feel the pain of being single all of the time, which is the reason you don't make a change. You feel it when it's a holiday or it's your birthday or it's Sunday night or whatever, but you're distracted most of the time by business success or working out or being drinking bottomless mimosas with friends, right? <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And so- because you're not really present to the pain, you don't really make a change in your love life. So there's a danger there. And so if this is you, I always say like literally, I know it sounds so. I crazy. feel
0: attacked right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people always people. Okay, listen, Leah, if you if you people, this is what happens. Whenever I do like an interview or whatever, they're like, "How are you talking about me?" And I'm like, "I'm talking about the pattern, right?" But I know the pattern. Like I know the patterns of women. I enough. love you so much. So, This this is you, you have to like set aside time or or I'll send you the podcast episode because I made it specifically where I'm like, I'm gonna lead you into the pain. And I say at the beginning, I'm like, this is a warning. You might be crying. This is not for every woman. I'm gonna lead you into the pain. But what's it called again? Fuck what? Fuck this shit. Done with being single or something, and it's only for that kind of woman who's like, I know I'm protecting myself because I don't want to, I don't want to be hurt. But so, if you, I'm gonna link it. I'll link it in the show notes. I will. Or you can decide, okay, on Saturday morning, I'm devoting three hours, and I'm gonna feel the pain, and I'm gonna let myself go there, and I'm gonna feel what I'm missing, and I'm gonna stack the pain, um, and I'm gonna really feel it, and I'm gonna draw a line in the sand and make a commitment that says, I want love and I will risk what it takes to get there because I'm present to how much pain. Now, does everybody have to be in a relationship? No, I'm not talking, I'm not saying like you're automatically going to be in pain if you're not in a relationship. I'm talking about the people who deep down, they want one, but they're protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. So you're going to feel all the pain and you're going to not distract yourself from the pain. And you're going to set a window of time where you're facing it. Then you're going to ask yourself, am I willing to risk because what you'll see is the stack of pain when you're actually feeling it and present to it. And it's not just on Valentine's day for a a day and then you get a bottle of wine and then you're hung over the next day and then you forget about it. It's the stack of the pain. You're gonna see this is worse. Than if somebody hurts me. Right. And so we need, sometimes we need the stack of pain. I'm not like, that's the only time I'm like, focus on the negative. Or if you're breaking up with someone, I'm like, focus on the negative, but <laughs> other times want to focus on the positive, you know? Um, but that's different advice than I would give, for instance, somebody who doesn't have that pattern. Cause sometimes people are overgiving and they just like open up to everybody and they need a velvet rope around their heart. So it really depends on what type you are. Um, like what dating advice you should actually listen to in the first place.
0: Oh my gosh, I love this so much. So I... I can relate to a lot of what you just shared. And at least I'm aware of it, right? Like there's some, there's people that are not even aware of it. I became aware of me, um, distracting myself from the pain recently, actually, as I've become an entrepreneur and stepped into this, and I'm being distracted with all the love that I'm getting on social media and people are, I love your vibe. And then here and there, I'd love for you to come on and speak here. I'd love for you to come on, speak here. And can I come on your podcast and things like that? And I want to coach with you and blah, blah, blah. And so all of this is totally filling my cup where I don't need a Man, to do that, and I'm also finding so much love in my work, and excitement, and joy, and spending time with people like you, right? Like doing yeah. it, like it is filling my life. And so, but back, you know, back in the day when the day was back, as I like to say, I'm distract- <laughs> <laughs> distracting myself from the pain. I realized I was living in New York City, and I was in my apartment, and I'm by myself. So I spent a lot of time, a good year, year and a half, being alone intentionally, and that's when I started to realize, hey, you know what? being alone, let me feel all my feelings and, and go through all of this, how you're saying, like stack the pain. And I realized what I said earlier that either someone's going to hurt me, or I'm going to hurt this way by being alone. Like what's worse me assuming I'm going to get hurt or actually hurting because I'm staying in this pain by myself.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's a crazy thing is that it's such a, so this is like the, the, the the affirmation for, for fear are this kind of person is I'm willing to feel it all. I'm willing to experience it all. So I went through a relationship with an emotionally abusive, narcissistic, um, cheater. Mm. And, um, and that was like, you know, uh, <laughs> horrific experience in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. And it, it really messed with my mind and my heart and my emotions and all of that. And, and i but i had a choice at the end of that because i remember i had a fear like i don't want to attract this kind of person again and all that stuff but i you know i processed why i attracted it and all of that but then i got to this place where I, I don't want to attract a cheater and i got to this place where i was like okay universe i know i'm going to have the love of my life i know i'm going to get there because i believed that i was going to get there If for some reason, the next step on my path would be to attract a cheater again because I needed to get more of the lesson or whatever, I accept that. Like I was very surrendered and like, I accept whatever is needed on my path to become the person who can receive the love that I want in the faith and trust and knowing that I will get there. So I I let go of this, like I'm so afraid it's gonna happen again. And I open to, I accept it's a possibility out of all the possibilities. I'm open to all possibilities. I'm not wishing for it, but I accept because I know if it were to happen again, it would really suck, but I trust myself. I'm so resourceful. I've risen already, I'll rise again. And so I was open and willing to experience it all. And so I did not attract a cheater. You know what I mean? Um, I attracted in my husband. Now there is like relationship PTSD and trauma though. Like I remember even when I first met my husband, because so, my ex, like there was like stuff with the phone and blah, blah, blah with my ex. So I told my husband, like sometimes I see you reaching for the phone and I, it's not that I don't trust you. My body's having like a reaction. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So sometimes people have like, listen, people have been through shit. If you've been through trauma, physical trauma, emotional manipulation, or just somebody like randomly deciding to say no to dating you, like (laughs) there's, you know, that could be a trauma too. You might have that relationship PTSD, as I call it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you can distinguish like, is this just a, is this a bodily fear? Is this my intuition? You know, and I believe There's no loss when you move forward and choose to be in a relationship if it's aligned at that moment. There's not a loss if it ends or whatever, if you gain the lesson and then you use it to move forward to reach your higher goal, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's the choice grow in love or stay you know, quote unquote, alone. And again, I'm not saying this to say, everybody has to be in a relationship right now or else you're doing something wrong. No, sometimes there's a time to be purposefully, purposefully single. You know, not everybody's meant to be married, but if it's your desire, I would choose yes even afraid because you know like this happened to me right before like before I left New York and I moved to I moved to San Diego because I had an intuitive feeling that the love of my life was in California but before I moved there I had like this voice te- I don't sing but I like got a voice teacher because I was like trying to challenge myself and he's like an angel reader too that's how like he, he reads angel numbers so that's how I got connected with him He's such a beautiful soul and we had these like voice lessons over Zoom and I would like ask him angel stuff. And, and he um he reflected back to me like, Nicole, like you just like make me feel so good in your presence as a man. And so there was like, and you know, I teach a lot of that stuff. So there was definitely a purpose. But as we talked, I just felt this feeling of like love for him. Like literally I was like, I feel like I love him. I know that sounds so weird, but, but we had never like, met in person. Anyway, and so I remember having the distinct, he was like telling the story about how he picked up some kittens like outside of his house and like was giving them love. And I had that feeling, you know, like when you're like falling in love with somebody. And I remember feeling that and I was like, okay, that's weird, Nicole. Like, this is like your voice teacher. And um, anyway, I had <laughs> the feeling and I remember writing it down in my journal and I was like, I'm just glad to be feeling this feeling. Like, no matter what, even if I never met this person in person, I'm really glad that my heart can open to this feeling. I was excited about the feeling of love itself if that makes sense mm-hmm. and not to the person funny enough after I like very shortly after I had that realization he was like oh by the way I can't do like these lessons with you anymore because I'm gonna like I'm gonna be a monk in a monastery and like completely like <laughs> leaving the face of the planet and he was not the person I was meant to be with but I oh I was demonstrating to myself in that moment that I was open to love no matter what, if that makes sense. And so you can be that way. You can just like the love. You can be open to the love rather than the specific person that's actually
0: like the smarter way to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So earlier you were like, I don't want this, or I don't want that. I don't want a cheater, you know, and having that narcissistic dude, I can relate to that. I had, my ex was actually um, turned out to be a little narcissistic, but, um, and then I also had an intuitive feeling knowing that I would always end up in San Diego and mm-hmm. I was in New York city. Like you and I have so much <laughs> in common this is so creepy oh my goodness and i was recently wanting to move to la and then people were convincing me like don't everyone's leaving la right now like, don't do it a
1: lot of people are but we're it's um' It's very there's a lot of energy here like we're we're in must Hollywood now but we're going to move because we're like in in LA still but we the energy was I think it's like the 5G also came here I don't know but like now it feels Ooh, there was a, yeah. definitely a purpose like I I feel like places have energy so we moved from San Diego we moved to LA and like I really feel like it helped energetically like I have like like it was like a snowball of stuff that I had been working on like with my career and stuff like it kind of felt like it just I got into that vibe even more you know from being Mm -hmm. in West Hollywood but then recently within the past few months like me and my husband are both very sensitive to energy it's like I don't know how to explain it it's like there's just this constant like noise in West Hollywood only because when we go to Brentwood I don't feel it you know so Mm -hmm. so we're going to move to a different area of (laughs)
0: Awesome. Well, that's exciting. I love that. And I'm so it, your whole story is so beautiful, like how you manifested your husband, basically, because you've got yourself in the energy of being open to whatever would come. And that's the magic of it is the surrender, you know, wanting something specific and writing affirmations and creating a vision board. But if you are even believing or thinking that you want something, but then your beliefs don't don't even match that vibration then it won't manifest. Yeah. And if you're not surrendered to the thing that you want, like allowing it to come in whatever shape or form that it will come in. Right. And just whatever is coming your way is for you. And everything happens for a reason for you, not to you, so to speak, like how you said that there's a lesson, there's still going to be a lesson. And every relationship I've ever been in, I look for the lesson, like even this most recent one, because of this and the way that it happened, you would just lose your mind, but I don't want to stroke his ego even more by talking to him. If he's like creepy, like listening to my podcast, I don't even know if he is. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I learned to love myself. I learned that I was codependent. I learned that I was not able to fill my own cup, that if we were not okay, I could not function and that's not healthy. And so once I left and I, was alone intentionally and started my podcast and started thriving and got my apartment and then upgraded my apartment. And then just, everything that I believed that I always wanted, this vision, like we talked about earlier, it's coming for full circle, this vision I had for myself of like speaking on stages, coaching and you know, podcasts and all these things I wanted to do that I never took steps toward because I didn't actually believe in myself or that they were truly possible. Mm-hmm. But once I surrendered and said, I'm going to take the steps forward, I'm going to just thrust myself into it, and let it unfold as it's going to, I know it's going to work out for me and I don't know how or what, but I'm going to step forward. And that's the same thing of stepping forward in the energy of being open to love like you did. And that's what happened. Honestly, when I went to the 10X conference, like everything, how it happened, just like, came and fell into my lap the way that it did and I was just I follow the signs I go with the flow and I believe that everything's coming my way like as an opportunity I say yes to whatever and so when it happened and I'm like going I didn't even prepare flyers business cards nothing I was not going to network or anything I just believed that I was going there for something something was calling me there and I was going to find out when I got there and I met this dude the first day like our energy like we we walked past each other and it was just like an like like the matrix like <laughs> And and we saw each other like four or five times in the same day. There's 2000 people there. I probably didn't see every single person once, let alone seeing him four or five times. And then the way we connected and you saw the whole story is super cute. Um, but yeah, so it, I, I also declared right before that, that I'm open to love now. I'm ready. Bring it on universe. Let's yeah. go. Because I did the work. I got myself to the place where I feel safe and in love with myself and my life that I don't need someone, but it would be nice yes. to have the right person come in. And so let him come and That's then boom. That's energy Crazy. to be in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love you. You're so <laughs> dope. And you've got so like, you seriously said so many things that I'm just like, Ooh, that should be like, um, you know how on Instagram you have like quotes mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, right. I'm like, Ooh, get present with your pain. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> one. And I'm like, like, that's a good one. I love it. So we, you mentioned earlier, um, if you're a certain type or, mm-hmm. or, uh, pattern, what are, what are the top patterns or types that you So see? Okay. So I have
1: a quiz on this. I'll give you the quiz link for this too. So I just like from yes. all, I've literally talked to thousands of women about their love life, coached thousands. I mean, talk like all of it. Um, and, um, so I started to notice patterns. So I, I called the five dating personality types. So one of them is the drama queen. So this is the one that attracts unavailable men, highs and lows. People become obsessed with you from the start. And they're like, Oh my God, like I'm off to a flame. And then they pull away. And then you're like, why? And you think it's you usually. People- <laughs> that was me before yeah. that was, that
0: was the original Rita. Yes. So <laughs>
1: Drama queen kind of gets stuck on the chemistry and the and there's usually the little girls trying to fix the abandonment moon or trying to feel special or something. And so for those kinds of women, it's like a chemical addiction that you have to unavailable guys. It's like a drug addiction. And it takes work to break free from that. However, um, you know, the every type also has a gift, like this magnetic quality that the drama queen has, like the fact that you can get people so obsessed with you. Even though they leave, like it's like people that like they won't realize the magic because somebody left, but the right person is going to be magnetized. And you can also use that magnetism in other areas. So it's a great quality that you have. You just have to draw in the right person who's capable of staying. So the drama queen needs a man. Ultimately, she attracts men who like want to come close, but then they 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 don't want to walk through the fire. They're afraid. And she needs a man who's going to walk through the fire, who's who's walked through his own fires, who's has emotional fitness, who's not going to be afraid of, of being um, overtaken by the immense power that the drama queen has. And that's a special kind of man. So that's a drama queen. We have,
0: I love that. And I love that you identified a gift. Like that is so, so powerful. I love it. You're like, Hey, you're a drama queen, but here's your gift. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they all, I mean, like somebody wrote, I, somebody wrote and they were like, I don't like the way you identify women uh, in the, in the types. And I think it's because of the names of the types, but you have to understand it's like, I like, but I, this is just how people are in their love lives. Like, it's like they if I say like, find the best kind of man possible. or If I say five signs, he's a bad boyfriend, you are going to click on five signs. He's a bad boyfriend more so than like find the best love possible. Um, Totally. So the second type it's marketing. It's marketing. <laughs> yeah. Second type is totally single total catch. So a lot of drama queens transition to the totally single total catch. Like they do a little bit of healing work and then they find themselves in totally single total catch. So I, I have a celeb version too. So like drama queen think Megan Fox, even though she's with um what's his name now? Like I can guarantee that's a dramatic relationship and it makes me very scared. Um who is she um, with? I don't even follow Kelly celebrities, And he's like he yeah she said something about how like she he's like he's not going into his drug addiction because she's the one there with him at night like I'm like and I'm in my head I'm like who wants to be like losing sleep all night because their man is dependent on them to not like go into drug addiction like it's okay anyway we hope yeah. that Megan yeah. Fox has peace in her relationships so- <laughs> 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 number t- so drama queen is like think of, like a Jennifer and I- I'm sorry totally single-total catch, like a Jennifer Aniston it's like she's amazing like why is she why is she not having love like why is you know, you know so totally single total catch they're usually like energetic bubbly they are successful they have everything going for them it's like you look at them when you're like huh like there's so many, that's there's, me yes, now there's so many of these on club hub full of totally single total catch ladies so the thing is that for the totally single total catch the tension is Um, She wants this visionary epic kind of relationship, but, and her mind, like she she can, she thinks that's what she wants, but the inner little girl is like, wait, but don't you remember how the middle school boys didn't choose you or you weren't the top pick or this person didn't like you. So it's like her emotional body doesn't realize that she can have that relationship, if that makes sense. So if you put that kind of guy in front of her, she would, she would be freaking out. She'd be feeling she doesn't believe she's worthy of yeah. that so that's the journey Ooh. for the totally single soul Catch is to click into that place of like wait I'm the one who's supposed to have the exceptional relationship like I'm like you know I, I like Amal Clooney as an example of this you know very accomplished mm-hmm. and she has hello George Clooney hello twins and he's like oh he's totally like my wife is more amazing than I am like you know what I mean like so Think of that kind of vibe, right? Um, so like Jennifer Aniston would be like the, the single version. And 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 then, you know, Amal Clooney would be like, let's say you've healed it and you have that relationship. So we have the Overgiving Martyr, that was my type. I mean, it's still like, you know, like, I don't mind saying, I, I, I did the Overgiving Martyr stuff in my business then for a long time. Overgiving Martyr believes that they have to give and heal and fix broken people. And then maybe they'll get what they want,
0: <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that was me in my last relationship. I don't do that anymore. I healed that because of the last relationship. Yeah. So overgiving martyr
1: um, often is not feeling cared for. She's caring a lot for others. And she's like, seriously thinking, like if this person gets it together, then I'm gonna have what I want. Usually they're afraid of their own potential. And it's easier to focus on the broken man or woman in front of them and like the drama with them than to face their own potential. So overgiving martyr though, like the the, the care and love that you can give is really a gift. Like, People are going to feel so incredible in your presence, but overgiving martyr needs to understand you can love someone broken. You can love someone whole. It's way easier when you love someone whole and you get a lot more back when you love someone whole. So you have a choice, (laughs) pick someone, pick someone whole so you can
0: receive, um, back. So there's overgiving martyr. But you know, it, it also comes with, um, or from you not loving yourself, that's why we give and give and give. And part, and me personally, when I was a kid, I grew up watching my mom be such a people pleaser, taking care of everybody cooking, cleaning, and not letting you lift a finger. She, Mm -hmm. she got it. She's, she's doing everything overworking herself, like would, would not even give you just like the front seat of the car or the back seat of the car. Like she would sit in the trunk for you to have space. Like she's So I had that growing up watching that. So in my mind, I'm conditioned. I have to cook, clean, take care of you to earn love, to be worthy of love. And so the overgiving and the fixing, and I'm attracting guys that needed fixing and no more. Heal that shit. Thank you very much. And um, some women
1: feel like it's totally common to feel like I'm like two types or whatever. But um yeah, no overgroup martyr, you deserve a lot of self-care and self-love. And you can get to the place where you actually have a lot of boundaries and like like the amount of things that I ask my husband to do for me all the time is probably like seems ridiculous to some people. And I just ask. So you can heal it. <laughs>
0: I love that. Yeah. Because I used to never let anyone do anything for me. It was painful to let someone do something for me and ask for something because I guess it goes back to from when I was a kid. Like I'm supposed to do it. Don't do it. And then I also feel um maybe slightly like prideful in the sense of. I don't want anyone to be able to come back and say, I did this for you. I did that for you and throw it in my face or ever, you know, have anything to say that they did for me. I did everything myself. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Like that was my mindset. That was where I was at. But now I'm like, can you for- do this for me? Can you do that for me? Do this for me do that? Like no shame in my yeah. game anymore. And I'm worthy You're and either? I receive everything everything. Yeah. Yeah. And when you block yourself from receiving in one area, you're blocking yourself from receiving in others that you're not even aware Mm -hmm. of. So you have to completely crack yourself open to be like, Hey, I'm worthy. And I will receive and ask and please. And thank you. And yes, that too.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Um, so there's ice queen. That's the fourth one. So that's,
0: we talked about that a little bit. (laughs) I love that you have names for all of them. They're so cute too. Like over giving Martyr ice queen but <laughs> um what was the single one Only called single, the total um catch. Totally single, total catch. And then drama yeah, queen. I love it. Queen. Okay. I can't wait to and hear she, what-
1: like she, so the ice queen is like, you know, walls up. I'm not letting anyone in. So the ice queen, it usually somebody becomes an ice queen when they had the rug pulled out from under them. Like that's the feeling that always like my, sometimes it's extreme. My part, one of uh, my partner died, you know, suddenly, sometimes it's just like, you know, he just pulled away suddenly, or like he just left, or there's usually this feeling of like the rug is going to get pulled out from under me. So it's not even safe ice queens are the most sensitive. However, They're afraid of the feelings, so that's why they block love. So the ice queen's the most in danger, though, of attracting, like I said, the boundary busters, the creeps, because those are the people who are going to bust through the wall. So the ice queen, oh my god, where she understands that her feelings are a gift, and she's not afraid of the 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 negative ones because she will be able to feel so much in a romantic relationship with the right person. Ice queens also sometimes feel entrapped, like I don't want I don't want the love, I don't want somebody in my like I'm going to
0: be entrapped, you know. So that's the ice queen. Oh my gosh. I love this. The way you describe everything is so perfect. Like it makes so much sense. If I'm feeling this way, I can't imagine. Like everyone's going to eat this episode up and, and listen to it twice probably. So freaking good. Um, The, the, the whole thing about the ice queen, I I know that feeling. I feel like I've had someone pull away out of nowhere, and it was like everything was amazing. Like what you know, and I think it's more about it is definitely more about them than it is me, or more about the guy than it is you listening. And it's them not being able to, I guess, feel worthy of you. Like they have their own shit that they're not. Oh, the, she's too good for me. Or this is too good to be true. They're probably face having some fears around it. But when when something happens and like that, they pull away and you're suddenly um, protective of your heart, hence the, the guarding, right? And then you feel cold and dead inside and numb to love. Like I was just in that, not even realizing it when I left my relationship, I was completely emotionally unavailable. I wanted nothing to do with anyone or anything to do with love. And like, I was just, no, I didn't want it. No, thank you. I'm good completely done, even though I'm the one yeah. that left. Yeah.
1: Cause it's, it's hard. Like, and so we get to these places, we freeze our heart, but ultimately, you know, we can unfreeze. And then the last type is the chronically single or miss so- <laughs> it. I feel like I'm all of <laughs> yeah. them or was at yeah. one point. No, let's not go to the chronically <laughs> single one though. So the chronically single is, and and the reason I like, I had so many clients, literally they're like, I've been single for 10 years. Like, There's this weird 10 year thing. Um, but, um, chronically single, it's not just that you're like single now. It's that you identify with being a single person. So you've been single for so long, or you felt so, unappreciated, unnoticed, maybe you only had a little tiny relationship, you didn't have a relationship, like that single is your identity. So you don't see, if you're chronically single, you don't see, like, you're not like, oh, I'll find the right relationship soon. You're like, I'm the woman who's always single. Your family sees you that way. Your friends see you that way. Like it's become so much of a part of your identity. Um, So Mm. you can, a lot of chronically single women, they're like, I've been single for 5 years 3 months and 7 days like they're so Whoa. focused on it and like i said it's it, there's a big difference between i'm single right now i'm I, i'm working through some stuff i'm going to find love and I'm the woman who's going to be single for the rest of my life. A lot of chronically single, there was also this weird connection with like, not everybody, but like, I saw this pattern of like, they had single aunts or aunts, however you you pronounce it, right? I say aunts, single aunts, where it was like, I swear to God, this happened so many times. I was like, this is like a phenomenon where they're like, I don't want to be like my single aunt, but they're so focused. They have like one or two aunts who are just like single for their whole lives and they never found love. And they focused on it so much of like, I don't want to be it. And then they're becoming it like i started to call it the single phenomenon i was like this is crazy happening so often. So chronically single is a very powerful manifester in the wrong direction. They need to realize you literally are manifesting a state because you feel it's your identity where you are single all the time. And so you can manifest the opposite state. You can manifest I'm in relationship with the love of my life, but chronically single fears disappointment. So what chronically single will do is they will peek their little head like a turtle. I'm going to go on one date and then it's bad. And then they're like, I'm not dating ever again. See, this is why I shouldn't date. And they go back into their shell and they never like, a lot of chronically single people, they never like, how do I explain this? They never even let themselves get past like the initial first stages of like, like, oh, I'm just dating somebody. Like, and even to get to that serious because the disappointment hits them so hard. Chronically single will be crying if they talk to a guy on Tinder for two or three weeks and they go on a date and they've made up that he's their husband and then he's not it, they will feel very, very, very disproportionately devastated, like more so than any other type, if that makes sense.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So many, oh my gosh. So they're attracting basically whatever you fear because what you focus on grows. So if you're focused so much on the fear and then you've established this as your identity, this is what you will see in your reality. You are literally looking for evidence to prove yourself right. So when you go on a date and you're like, this is, you know, not going to work out. He's going to hurt me and blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what you're going to get.
1: And it's hard, like for the chronically single people, it's, it's challenging because they feel so strongly like this is has been my experience. And it's almost like when it's something is your identity, some part of you is going to fight to keep it that way because it, like it's safe, yeah. you
0: know, and so. And that's your safe, familiar comfort yeah, a zone. A lot of chronically
1: yep. single people, they're afraid that like, oh, how am I going to live with someone? They're so used to their routine, even though they say they don't want it. So it's an adjustment to like open up and, and declare you're not that Person, because you can decide a different identity. Like you're there's nothing out there that's saying you, whatever your name is, you are destined to be single, and everyone else finds love, but you. Nothing out there is saying it, but you might be saying it so strongly
0: that that's what's getting created in your love life. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then now we know, so everyone who's listening is like, oh my gosh, I'm this one, or I'm that one, or I'm both, or I'm all three, or I'm all five, or I've been one. And now I'm this one. So tell me one thing for each one that women or men or whoever's listening can do to get out of each one. So let's start okay. with That's the first one, which things. was.
1: So I'll tell you the most huh? important things for each type. Um, and I have a podcast okay. episode specifically devoted to each type, except the ice cream, you guys, it's so hilarious because the, I'm telling you the ice cream. So all of these episodes that I created for the, like, they're like 30 minute episodes, but each one took me two weeks because I really tried to get in there with like, what's exactly going on for each type. And so I created four this of them so and good. the ice cream, I never, I haven't created it yet. These, I created this in 2018 um the ice cream i haven't created yet and i'm like you know why because it's like it's the same energy it's like there's like you know i have to bust through at some point so i'm hoping to create that one soon but there's episodes on all the other ones wow. so um crazy town drama cra- uh, drama queen it was called crazy town drama queen but i changed it because i don't want people getting offended but it doesn't mean you're crazy it's just like we go to crazy town right um inner little overall feeling. <laughs> so that is the only thing that ever changes your addiction to unavailable men, is your inner child on the inside understanding that she doesn't have to keep trying to win love from someone who can't give it so she can finally feel worthy. Typically, until the inner little girl inside understands that on an emotional level, not a mental level, you will still feel that attraction and you'll say, but we have such a, con- Nicole, we have such a connection, the unavailable guy who's not treating you right, we have such a connection, Nicole, you understand, he's the most amazing man I've ever met, we have such a connection, that's what they always <laughs> hey. and i'm like okay okay but he's is he showing up he's but why it a connection okay, but, he, but you <laughs> got close and then he ignored you for the way it's such a connection i'm not even kidding you with my drama queens they're like that and you, it, that's what they will say over and over again because they think that that is connection they that's that's what feels like love to them this i want them but i'm missing them but they're not here and your inner little girl has to get you have to sit with that inner child and literally flood her with feelings of being chosen and being prioritized until there is an emotional shift that's the um drama the drama queen but like on a practical level say no to people who are unavailable quicker and understand that they are not the only universe of men out there um for the totally single total catch Do a 30-day belief challenge if you need to, where every day for 30 days, you're writing evidence of why visionary high-level love is for you. Why am I this woman? Why do I get to have this? What am I bringing to the table? What are the examples of that love out there? Maybe I'm the example. What am I going to create? Like really get your belief to the place because it's a manifesting thing for the totally single, total catch. Like you have to get you're not creating a normal relationship. So don't look to normal people to tell you what you can have. You're creating a visionary relationship and that has to do with beliefs. For the overgiving martyr, a lot of self-care. So you have to show yourself, you are a person who's worthy of love and care and you can have it now, not when some broken guy is healed. (laughs) So like, you know what I mean? All of you guys, all of them, you can do a 30 day challenge if you want. Ice Queen, literally every single day start asking yourself, what am I actually feeling? Put it, put a reminder on your phone to go off every hour. What am I actually feeling? No, wait, what's deeper than that? No, wait, what's deeper than that? You need to start feeling your feelings and thawing your heart out, especially when it's a negative emotion. If you go just turn on Netflix at the end of your workday, can you stop for a second and ask yourself, how did I feel about what happened today? How did I feel about that comment my friend made? How did I feel about that social media post? Start asking yourself all the time, how did I feel? Chronically single, you need to work on shifting your identity. So what I would do if I were you is I would write a list of what are all the reasons I believe I'm this single person. Write all your evidence down, go ahead, get it out there. And then ask yourself, what if I could never use this evidence again? What if I could never speak out loud to people how single I am or how nobody asks me out? And notice if there's a resistance. Like for my chronically single ladies, I will say, Do not speak this out loud ever again. And you're going to notice you are negatively addicted to talking about how bad your love life is. So I had Mm -hmm. one of my clients, like she, she went on 300 bad days, never found love. She literally repeated that multiple times on every coaching call in the beginning on 300 days, 300 days. Like, I was like, you are addicted to this story. I said, say it now, say it now, say it now and stop you need to chronically single has to change their language around how they talk about themselves and their love lives. It's not, I've been single forever and no one ever asked me out. It's, I have gotten closer and closer and closer to the state of being ready for love. And I'm finally ready.
0: Dude, you know what I just realized? Everything that you're saying can be applied to money, for example. Like people are tied to a money story, change the language about your relationship to money. You know, oh, I'm broke or I can't afford or I can't this, I can't that. Like that's your language. It's becoming your reality. You're addicted to a certain story that money's hard to come by or you don't ever have enough money or you can't afford X, Y, Z, or you're always going to be broke. You are married to that story. So doing any of these things in relation to whatever it is that you're trying to heal or work through, this is amazing. This is seriously the best episode (laughs) I've ever recorded. I'm so freaking excited i love you so much this is so good this is so good i'm like cracking up i'm on such a high from you you're dope i fucking love you yeah okay so let's round it off then with um you pulling a card for us from your beautiful deck i'm so happy that's like a bonus i didn't even know that was gonna happen today (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i love i love this deck it's like usually it's oh i'm feeling something like kind of over here ah interesting
0: okay Okay, okay, so everybody who's listening, close your eyes right now. Close your eyes, take a deep breath in. This card is for you. I'm going, oh, you pulled two. Okay,
1: so the first card, and this is interesting, it must be for your listeners sexual healing. So, So, um, the sexual healing card usually comes up, it's like it's basically like a notice to say, okay, so. It's, there's so many different things with sex but basically it's a portal it's an op- it's an opening it's a it's a you can use sex to measure how open you are to experience right how much you resist how much you open how much you feel safe so I would say if this card is resonating with you right now um maybe you're not having sex right now because it's COVID who knows but you can think about your past experiences and you can ask yourself if I were to just look at not forget about like you know, how much, like, did I have an orgasm or not or whatever? Ladies, please not even like, did I give him an orgasm? That's a whole separate conversation of like focusing on the guy's pleasure. But look at, if I were to look at myself objectively from like, if I were just observing myself, is that a person who's free and open and experiencing in her body? Or is that a person who's performing? Is that a person who doesn't feel worthy? Is that a person who doesn't feel safe, right? Without judgment and look at, If I were to look at my sex life or how I am in sex as a reflection of my openness and love, what would I see? And if there's more opening, then there's more opening, you know, and it's not that you're right or wrong. It's really that you have an opportunity to, you can use that area of your life right now. Even if you're single as an opportunity to say, I'm going to open up to receive more love. And then I pulled this Wait, off. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. Do you see my face this whole time you're talking about this card? <laughs> Do you see? I'm like smiling so big, but I'm trying to conceal my smile because I, I'm feeling a lot of like. I'm like red in the face because I'm like this card is so about me right now. Like that was for me, and I'll At tell you.
1: Accurate.
0: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why really quickly. Growing up, you know, being Assyrian, like ancient Babylonian, whatever, we're Christian, all things, and you know, it's like an unspoken thing that you're supposed. Like I was never told, "Hey, you can't have sex until you're married," but it was like understood, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always had this like. never had the birds and the bees conversation was never taught about. It was just shameful and something that you only do when you're married and all of that. So in dating and it coming up, like I was waiting till marriage, I was like 20 years old and still, you know, and I'm just like, Oh, so now even getting intimate with someone, I still feel shame around it. I still carry that. So I'm like that card coming up for me. I'm like, that's the thing I still need to heal. Damn it.
1: So I, I know like, this is the thing with me. It's like, it's like, and, and this is like the deck. It's like, it's so there, and there's like loving cards too, but I, the way I designed the deck, I was like, I just want it to be that women can open it up. They can have actual answers about their love life. They can know what they need next to move forward, or they can get a confirmation. So every, there's like a, I'll send you a screenshot of this, Rita. So there's um, a description of each card. There's a mantra and there's a journal prompt for each card. So like you can actually like move forward, you know, and do something. And then the second card I pulled for everyone is the self-love card, which is very, very accurate to the conversation. And it's, I mean, we always need self-love. Yeah. Um, let me see what the mantra is for self-love. It's like, I, I, you know, I wrote all of this obviously, but I don't have everything um so i mean the mantra is i love myself i love myself i love myself but the journal prompt for the self-love card is what do i really need right now to feel happy whole healthy and secure And how can I give those things to myself now? Like if you just sat and journaled on that, anybody who's listening and you really asked yourself that question, what do I really need right now to feel happy, whole, healthy, and secure? And how can I give those things to myself right now? Like that's (laughs) self-love is like doing that for yourself, bringing, like doing whatever you need to feel happy, healthy, safe, and secure as much as possible. So Self-love, I don't, I'm don't. i not a person that will tell you that you need to love yourself to a certain point and then you find love because I don't want people ever making up arbitrary limits in their head. And then they decide I haven't done enough work to find love or whatever, because it's a process. So I always say healed enough, just, just trying to be healed enough to let love in and not like fuck it up so much when it gets there. But don't aim for some standard of perfection either where now you're just like using self-love as another item to um, I don't love myself enough so I can't have love like don't do that either you know what I mean like you can be in a process Mm -hmm. of loving yourself Mm -hmm. and growing you can find someone you can grow with them you don't have to be perfect to let love in.
0: I'm just completely in awe of everything. You're so, you are seriously something else. I was not expecting this, but I'm like super super pleased and excited and just had such a good time. And as I look at the time, it's 7:44. How? How does that happen? I catch the 44 every single time. It's like so meant to be. Um but yeah, seriously Nicole, so so good to have you. I'm so grateful. I love you so much. This has been such a blast and so much information. I seriously have like seven <laughs> pages front and back. My, I'm not even kidding. I love this. I was not expecting. It. I'm so, so, so thrilled and so pleasantly surprised and excited about what, what happened today. And remember how earlier we recorded and then the computer was like, fuck you. And then we came back and All so perfect. it turned out even better. <laughs> meant to be meant to be so tell everybody where they can find you and I'm going to link your quiz amazing so excited about that so tell everyone where they can find you and all that jazz
1: so you can find me on instagram that's the place where I hang out the most and you can dm me and all that stuff um and I have a lot of reels there and I'm like just like quick little bits of information. Um, And a lot of my media is there too. So that's super cool. So it's um, at Nicole More Love, N-I-C-O-L-E-M-O-O-R-E, Love. Um, My website is loveworksmethod.com. I have a YouTube channel. We release videos every single week on YouTube. That's Nicole More Love too. Um, I'm on TikTok now. It's not a big account, but I'm doing the TikTok thing. So I think everything's like Nicole More Love pretty much um and yeah find me dm me the quiz link i have the cards there's so much stuff i have a podcast too you can find all the episodes there and all the dating archetypes episodes there too oh my gosh i love it i'm so 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 excited yay thank you (laughs) thanks love for having me it was so much fun
0: Oh my gosh, that was such a vibe. I'm obsessed with her. Are you obsessed with her? Because I am. That was so much fun. I felt attacked a little bit. I was like, oh my God, I was at one point all of those girls, all of those personalities. oh, it's all good. You know, we grow, we evolve, we change, we heal, we do all the things. So I hope that this episode served you and I hope that you can share it with somebody that you think it'll help. And I will link everything that Nicole mentioned in the show notes. So never fear. Rita is here. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, review this podcast. Every beautiful word that you share as a review feeds my soul. I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day, spending your time and energy with me here on this podcast every single Tuesday. I love you so much and I hope you have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever. Till next time. Bye.